Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of Something About Sports for Thursday, February 13th, 2020. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. How y'all doing today? Hey, how's it going, bro? I'm doing good. I'm... The world of sports is so crazy. We got so much going on today. A um, little bit of a, you know, things we are going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some rule changes for the Major League Baseball. We're going to be talking about a uh, little bit of things going on, some basketball, a couple of trades that might impact the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference. However, we got to kick it off. Talk with, about a little bit of XFL. Yes, XFL, definitely. Definitely. We're going to talk about, talk some, about some NFL. Um, free agency, free agency, yes, stuff like that. I gotta go back in here and find my XFL. Oh. I got this big ass um, uh, bucket that I, well, I say bucket. It's, it's it's like a brown folder that I use uh, to carry all the stuff in, and I, now I have to go through here and search through all the stuff that I'm trying to find. It ain't working. Yep. Uh, oh, so did you did you happen to ch- catch any of the XFL games? The only the from o- opening weekend. The only XFL game that I was able to catch um, was the. I believe the Houston Roughnecks LA, I think the Houston LA game was the only one that I was able to actually watch. I only got a chance to watch maybe a quarter of it because I was so busy with a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, dude, that PJ Walker kid, like, man, he, he lit it up. Uh, was it Sunday they played or was it Saturday? They played Saturday. Saturday, yeah. He lit so, it up, man. Here's, here's what's ironic. Um, in three plays, PJ Walker and the Houston Roughnecks did something that Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans <laughs> couldn't do all season. Right. You know what that was? What was that? They scored a touchdown. Oh. On opening drive. Right. Uh, the Houston Texans, with Deshaun Watson as quarterback, right, did not score an opening touchdown. All season long? All season long. Wow. P.J. Walker and the Houston Roughnecks, though, was just... There you go. <laughs> Straight right. down the field. Uh, and that's nothing against the Texans at all. Right. That's just right. statistics. I've been looking up, like, I've been trying to find, like, final scores. Like, I'm trying to find it, like, XFL week one final score. Here we go, XFL scores. That might help me out. Right. Um, uh, it there's, just so, there's like, four games. I watched all four games, and I was thoroughly impressed with all four games. Right. Did you enjoy the... Um, the way that the rules are a little bit different were the rules were they were they really loved, all that different than the NFL or was they're it? really not too different. Um, I loved the kickoff rule. Okay, so the the kickoff rule you have the kicker. I want to say he's on the the fifteen yard line. I think so. Yes. Then you have both teams on the thirty yard line, mm-hmm. and then you have the receiver back at the the ten or fifteen yard line. So, right. the the defense or the kicking team cannot progress down the field, right? Until the ball has reached the carrier's hands, or if the ball carrier drops it, it has to be on the ground for three seconds. Right before they can move. Right. Um and and I thought it was I thought it was unique. I thought it was good. Um that I mean it it made for the the pacing of the game to be quicker, but there right. was there were less fair catch calls mm-hmm. and more catch and runs. Right. So okay, so it was main it was more of a 
Did it kind of resemble more? Was it more of like an arena football feel to it? No, you know, it I, was, I, it feel, it, none of it felt arena football. To did me. it feel co- more college football or more like a? Uh, there, there are some aspects of the the new XFL rules that mimic college football. Okay, and I, and I really, really think that the NFL should implement the one foot inbounds catch. Right. Um. I also think it would it'll be easier for for college players to transition to the NFL with the advent of that. Right. I think and that makes sense because that's a lot of like when you see especially wide receivers in in uh, in college when they go on to play in the pros, they'll make that mistake their first two years and they got to remember, oh wait, we got to put both feet down, you know, which is which I but get I get it, but it, the safer catch would be turn, let the body hit, you know, catch the ball true, but even if you do get one foot in bounds, I mean, that's still technically catching it in bounds, even if your other foot does land right. on the outside so, of the hashtag. So, or hash marks. Um, the XFL, in all their um, year, they, so, they only announced the XFL two years ago, but right. from, from my understanding, it's been in the works for four. Right. Uh, they've been doing research with medical teams and everything, and every medical team that they used for their research said that say that the one foot inbounds is safer for the player than two foot because if you have one foot in, you have the ability to pirouette and fall backwards right. out of bounds. Where with for the majority of the time, two feet in, you're going chest first, not yeah. You're either back. going chest first or you're going at some weird angle where you're going to hit the ground right at some weird angle. Uh, yeah. So it becomes safer. Uh, the other thing about the XFL that I really enjoyed was the no coaches challenge because every play is under review. Right. Um, it, it just they got calls right. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you think about that with like them playing with the like with the Xbox controller and you see like sixteen different camera angles from all over and it's like that. Yeah, I'm not sure that it was an actual Xbox controller. It looks pretty similar. <laughs> uh, well, there's PlayStation controllers that look identical to an Xbox controller. That's true. So yeah. Either way, it looked like a video game controller. It definitely was a a gaming controller of some sort. Right. Um. I mean, they have Nintendo Switch controllers that look like Xbox controllers or PS4 or, controllers. Yeah, uh, or uh, GameCube controllers. I've seen yeah. them too, yeah. You know, so, um, but I do like that because you have the guy in the booth and, you know, he's got, you know, 16 screens around him and he's like, hey, show me this one. Hey, show me that one. Hey, show me this one. Hey, show me right. that one. All right. Uh, he was in bounds. Or it was, show me this one. Show me that one. Show me this right. one. Show me that one. Uh, ref, you got the call on the field wrong. Um, right. We need to spot that ball at the three and a half yard line, not the four yard line. So what? What was the the line to get first down? Right. And the ref comes back to him and says, "Well, the four yard line was the line to get first. He said, "So the ball was at the three and a half yard line. That's you know, right. first down. Right. And, and I mean, it, thirty seconds." And they're getting plays, they're getting calls correct. Right. But with a 25-second game clock, you know, with the game being faster, with it only being a 25-second game clock, there, you know. Do you know how many delay of games there was? I do not. One. One delay of game. One delay of game. Okay. Uh, and I, not knowing, it looked as if it was an intentional delay of game. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, 
the the 25 second play clock I don't think had any issue I don't think any of the players had issues with the 25 second play clock okay so that makes sense yeah alright so again going over reviewing week one of the XFL um, you had the St. Louis Battlehawks defeating the Dallas uh, Renegades 15 to 9 they were the only uh, the only away team to win all weekend right the Uh, Battlehawks yeah the New York Guardians defeated the Tampa Bay um, Vipers 23 to 3 yeah wow um, Aaron Murray and the Tampa Bay Vipers Trash. Looked terrible. Looked terrible. Absolutely garbage. Wow. Like, yeah. The Houston Roughnecks beat the LA Wildcats 37 to 17. That was that was the PJ Walker game that I've yes. seen a little bit of, and I'm like, yeah, this dude's it. But then the one uh, the DC Defenders defeating the Seattle Dragons 31 to 19. Um, and I've seen so many memes uh, saying the DC defenders should replace the Washington Redskins in the NFL or something like that. Um, I was like, wow, the Redskins are really going to be that bad this year. Um, but as of the first week, I think I know where you're going to go with this. But as of the first week, what are the teams that stood out to you the most? Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely Houston. Definitely yeah. Houston. I mean, that right. PJ Walker kid is. Yeah, where did, where did he play college ball? I, I don't even say, know where he played. I think college he, ball. I want to say he played at. Oh God, I want. I, Hold it, on, I don't I'll think, find out. I don't think it was an SEC school. It no, may, no, 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 it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But he played. He played amazing. I want to uh, say he played. I want to say he played in the Big Ten or the Big Twelve. One of them two. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's an easy Google search away. Um, yeah. The DC Defenders, you know, scoring 31 on Seattle. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that you know. You know they had. I mean, they, from what I heard, they had a big crowd come out. You know to support him. So right, the, the yeah, he played. Them. He played college football at Temple. Temple, okay. Temple, yes. Uh, and he so he was originally drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in 2017. Okay. Um, and he was there from 2017 to 2019, ah. and then he was signed by the Roughnecks uh, in 2020. Oh, okay. Um, the Dallas Renegades stood out to me because of their jerseys. Right. Um, that bright blue. Kind well, of it, it it's very Tennessee Titans esque, right? Um, so they stood out to me just because of their jerseys, right? Um, right, and their coach. Yes, who and who is their coach again? Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops, who is an Oklahoma guy, exactly coaching a Dallas team. That's wow. Well, okay, yep. That's that's insane. All right, so before we go on uh, to what to the next thing we we'll to talk about, um, let's go ahead and get some predictions for next week. Okay. NFL, uh, NFL XFL. Um, the DC Defenders versus the New York Guardians. Who do you have? Ooh. Both teams have coming off of wins. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with the DC Defenders on that. One. I'm gonna go with DC too. I'm I'm just gonna take a stab and say DC. Okay. All right, the Seattle Dragons versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. Seattle Dragons. Seattle Dragons. Yeah, from what from everything I've heard, Tampa sucks. Um, now the LA Wildcats versus the Dallas Renegades. Who you got winning winning that? Uh, one? I think the Wildcats will win that one. I'm I'm gonna take a shot and say the Renegades win that one. We'll be different on this one. And then the Houston Roughnecks versus the St. Louis Battlehawks. I think this that's, is this is gonna probably be, be your game of the week. Well, it's it's the Sunday night game. It's an eight p.m. right uh, start time, um, and I think that's going to be uh, the Battlehawks have a killer defense, right? From what I've seen, right? I mean, they only held. I mean, they only held Dallas to nine points, um, but then again, New York Guardians held Tampa Bay to three. So, right. but, well, is, but is that more of a case of Tampa Bay's defense sucks, or the Guardians' offense was that good? You see what I'm saying, or was there? 
or was the Guardians' defense that good to only hold Tampa Bay to three? But no, Tam- yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay, yeah. they suck. Right. All right. Um, All right. I- I'm gonna have to go with with Houston on that one. Right. Uh, I'll go with Houston. Just too. just because. I mean, I, I, we have a very small sample size, one game. Right. But uh, PJ Walker looks. Amazing, yeah. like he'll definitely get some. He'll definitely get a couple of looks. If mm-hmm. if indeed he does only play just one year in the XFL, and maybe somebody well, will look and say, "Hmm, so why don't we take a look at that kid?" You know, <coughs> maybe instead of maybe Excuse instead me. of t- getting a ki- getting a kid out of college, maybe we can say like, hmm, "Okay, this kid kind of proved himself over here in the XFL. Let's give him a shot, or at least bring him in for a tryout or something." Well, and that's the that's the thing that I like. But also don't like about the XFL. Okay. Um, so they're only under one year deals, right? Uh, for right now, that may change come next season. Right. But this season, it's it's a one year deal, and there is a clause in every contract that says that they can uh, pursue NFL deals. Right. So that's good for them, but bad for. I think for the fans, because if you get invested into a team and they're doing good, and then half of their team because they did so well, right now jump ship to the NFL, it's kind of like I understand from that perspective. But I mean, but here's the thing: like we're fans, like you're a fan of the Houston Texans. I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Players get traded all the time. Executives get tr- get you know fired and hired all the time. You know general right. managers things like that's that. that's what I'm saying. It's good but bad. It's good. Saying, yeah, it's I'm good. still gonna be a te- a fan of the Roughnecks, right? Um, Even if PJ Walker goes onto the NFL or gets at least an opportunity, to correct? Go. Because I mean, but because because if you think about it, just because people get a shot to go to the NFL, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna make a squad. No, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna happen. Um, you know, or even you know, even make you know a, a, a starting roster or, or practice squad or anything like that. But even if that's to happen, like I'm pretty sure that there's people who play in the XFL. Who were on practice squads in the NFL this past season. Right. So, you know, maybe it isn't a case of, oh, you know, this one guy, you know, he's got potential. Let's put him in a starting role automatically. I'm not saying that's going to happen. What I am saying is that if you get the opportunity to go to the NFL, take it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, maybe you could fall back on the XFL because there are those people who will say, okay, well, he didn't do so well. He didn't, you know, he took a shot. He didn't make it. We still got a home for you here in, you know, right. Houston or whatever. If we're talking, if we're keeping it on PJ Walker, you know? yeah, we're just talking PJ yeah, Walker yeah. right now. Um, um, so the other thing that's been going around, and this is all fan fiction, when course. it comes to XFL, NFL, right? Um, so there, there has been a already. There's been a petition go around where they want the NFL preseason to not be played. NFL teams. Okay. They want NFL teams to play XFL teams in the preseason. Okay. Which that, I think th- is I think is great. I think it's great, but is it like do you okay like because there's only eight teams? Okay, so do you pick eight teams to play because you're going to be playing? I think four weeks of preseason, right? So is it do you take four different t- eight different teams a week? Okay, these eighteen. Let's just say. The NFC South and the AFC South play XFL teams, and, and we in, in the in the week one, and then week two, 
the East teams play the XFL teams. Or I think that would work. I mean, I think it would work. I think that would work. But but remember, those the, other teams have to play their games as well. And you also think some games are on Saturdays, some games are on Sunday, some games are even on Thursday nights. Right. You know. Um, so it, it, I don't the know that it, a, I don't know concept, that it would right. work this season because no. the XFL only has eight teams. Right. And it's still and it's still and they're still. It, they're, in one I way, mean, still exploring yes. things like that. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing that is, uh, of course, fan fiction. Right. Um, they they have said, you know, hey, why don't the the best team in the XFL mm-hmm. play against the worst team in the NFL? So we'll just say the Houston Roughnecks versus the Miami Dolphins. Okay. <clears throat> if the Dolphins win, they get to stay in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If they lose, they get bumped down to an XFL team, and the Roughnecks get bumped up as an NFL team. And I think that's a good idea. Okay. For the simple fact that it gives, it would incorporate more NFL fans. Okay. Into the XFL and make it bigger. It would almost make it like the NBA G League. Yeah, but 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 then. But does that mean the XFL is working in partnership with the NFL? Does that mean that the yes? The, the, okay, so it would mean that. But then, but then, if that's the case, if they're making it like a G League, then you know, would the Dallas Renegades be like a G League version of the Dallas Cowboys, or would the Houston Roughnecks be a G League version of the of the Houston Texans, or would it be its own separate entity, completely devoid from? The league, because then at that point, because it kind of makes me think of like Blitz, the, the video games Blitz the League. Okay, but well we're, we're talking off, real life. I understand that, but, this, <laughs> but, but but what you're describing is basically the same thing. It's a tier system. Whenever like you have like the the way that it is in the video game Blitz the League is you have six teams. Mm-hmm. The winner of that league jumps to the tier two, while the worst of tier two drop down to tier tier three. When tier two, you go to tier one. When one, you win the championship, blah, blah, blah. Right. The only, because then you got to get, then you got to go into copyright litigations and licensing and all these different things because now that the, let's just say the Houston Why are you overthinking this? Because there's going to be people who are going to overthink this. Nobody, you are the first person I've heard try to overthink the concept of Best versus worst. Okay. No, no, no. That concept is completely... But then you're moving a team to the NFL. Therefore, you have to license them as an NFL team, which means we take the... For example, the Dolphins. You take the Dolphins and you move them down to the XFL. Now you have to market them as an XFL team. But then you got to think, okay, let's just say, for example, again, the Houston Roughnecks. Now you have two teams in Houston. You right. know, so is that going to be a matchup every year, the Houston versus Houston matchup? Which in which conference would they be in? If, if you would take away the Dolphins, for example, then obviously they would replace them in the NFC East. Exactly. Okay, and they should. Okay, so let's take. So let's just say some wild crazy. Let's say the New York Giants are the worst team, mm-hmm. and the winners of the. So let's just say for, for for shits and giggles, the LA Wildcats are the best team. Okay. okay? They basically. Giants go to XFL, they go here. Correct. Does that mean that the Los Angeles team plays in the NFC East, even though they're a West Coast team? And yes. how is it? But but then you got to think about time schedule. You got to think about where the games are going to be played. Do you rearrange conferences to make sure that it fits no, within time frame? No, you don't. You know, you don't. It's 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 as simple as this team comes out, this okay. team goes in, in the exact same place. 
period. Okay, so you could have somebody on the you can have a West Coast team playing in a Southern Conference. Yes, but then it's but you understand that it's going to start getting confusing for a lot of people because in this world people want conformity, people want conjecture, people want to be able to be able to follow things. Like that's how, kind of like in the NBA, positions were only like the the titles of like point guard, shooting guard, stuff like that. They were only created so that novices novices could follow the game. You know, just because you're a big guy don't mean you can't you know shoot threes. As in, just because you're a little guy don't mean you can't block shots. But they were given these names to basically you know help with people. If you if you sit there and you take if you take like again an LA team and moving them into you know because then you have to worry again about scheduling you know time frame when you're gonna when you're gonna be able to play the game if it's an east coast time do you have to play at like 11 o'clock in the morning so that for the east coast time is at 3 30 p.m or whatever it is i think it would get the concept is a great concept but i think that people would i think it would get convoluted because then people won't be like you know and again again you also gotta worry about licensing and things like that so again maybe you're right maybe i am overthinking because i'm making, I'm getting, I'm making myself confused <laughs> yes point. yes it, it's definitely you're overthinking it because i wish i had the we'll knowledge just say, to be able to put in the city like <laughs> if we just say if for, for example new york and la okay the la wildcats somehow win the xfl okay and the they, new york jets are the worst team okay 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 they're polar opposites uh, East Coast, West Coast, right? Kind of deal, right? Right. You take the Jets out of their division, okay? Okay, and put them over in the <coughs> XFL, where right. there is technically no division. There's there. East and well, West. There's East and West, right? Okay. So would they be on the East when it they, comes to this? No, they would be on the West because they're replacing the Wildcats. Okay. They're only replacing the team. That they lost to. Okay. The Wildcats then now replace the Jets. They become an East Coast team for one season. Okay, but they're still called the LA Wildcats, even though right. they're on because the their East home base is in LA. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. It, I, it's, now, it, look at it this way. <clears throat> so the I'm gonna talk a little bit hockey. Okay. The Nashville Predators play in Nashville. They're, they're an Eastern team. But they're not in an Eastern Conference in the NHL, are they? I think they're in the West, yeah. I think exactly. West. How does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? I see. I, 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 it's I, it's I, the I, same I, concept. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I guess it is the same concept because Dallas is in the NFC East and they're in Texas. Yeah. And. Yeah, but I mean. Well, Dallas is a little bit closer to New York than L.A. is. You know what I mean? So, I, I right. don't know. So, I, I get where you're coming from. You, you get but what you're you coming from. Since, we, since I, I mentioned NHL, right? Um, once again, I heard a new rumor right. that there could be an NHL team coming to Houston. Right. Tillman Fertitta, the guy who bought the Houston Rockets, and in turn gained ownership to the Toyota Center mm-hmm. <clears throat> wants more teams to play in the Toyota Center aside from the Rockets. Right. Which he, makes sense. He has publicly stated he wants to bring an NHL team to the city of Houston. Okay. Which I think is a great idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, Houston has several thriving 
franchises already. The Astros in Major League Baseball, the Rockets in the National Basketball Association. Right. The Texans in the National Football League in the Houston Dynamo in Major League Soccer. Right. We just added the Roughnecks in the XFL, which I'm not really sure what XFL stands for. I don't think it, it stands for It used anything. to stand for Extreme Football League. Well, not really because they didn't really say it was Extreme Football League. It was just letters, you know. Uh, now you know. I'm not they sure. Were use, now, they were using the word Extreme a lot on WWE programming, right. but XFL, it was never officially called the Extreme Football League. It was just the XFL. It, they were just letters, you know. Right. Um, so... <clears throat> There is so Tillman Fertito wants to bring a franchise. Right. Uh, the problem with that is so Las Vegas was just awarded a franchise last year. Right. The Golden Knights. Right. Seattle was also awarded a franchise. They don't start until, until next this se- season. Yeah. Well, next season. Well, 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 the 2020-2021 season. Right. Right. Because yes. we're still in the mix of the 2019-2020 right. season. That's what I'm saying. Until this season. Right. Not the current season. Not current season, season. the next season. Right. Um, so then the idea to relocate a franchise came about. Okay. And there were three franchises that were suggested. Okay. The first was the Arizona Coyotes. Right. However, that's not going to happen because they were just purchased last year uh, and by an Arizona company right that wants to keep them in Arizona right and according to the standings that I'm looking at right here um, they are actually a pretty bad team right now they're 28 and 23 with right. eight overtime losses and they only have 64 points are they they may be a playoff team but that's very very few and far between at this right. point the second team that was suggested was the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. uh and that was for two reasons. One, they're terrible. Uh, well, I mean, they're the four, they're fourth in the Atlantic with sixty six points. So if the well, let me look through. Oh, whoa, okay, hold on a second. If this is the case, because what the way that the way that it works is it goes by points. Yes. And right now they're currently sitting at sixty six points. So and what and that they're measuring that off of wins, losses, and overtime losses. Right. If you win the game, you get two points. If you lose the game, you get zero. But if it's an overtime loss, you get one because you made it into an overtime. Right. Um, now the way that it looks in the the uh, in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, it's eighty. Let's see, 82, 87, 88. If they're at sixty six and all these other teams down here and stuff, yeah, they're they're probably not going to make the playoffs right here. That's okay. Currently, how they're sitting. Okay. So, so they're, they're not they're not trash, but they're not that bad, right? And the other reason is because they have poor attendance. Nobody in Florida is going to see them play. Yeah, well, that that is true. Uh, <clears throat> the problem is, is they're locked into their lease until twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. That leaves one team, the Ottawa Senators, right? Who eight are bad. 18 and 18, 27 and 11. Right. right. So, yeah, so they're pretty bad. They're bad. Um, the city hates the new ownership or the ownership. They bought them in 2003, I want to say. 2003, uh, 2004, around that time. Yeah. To the point that they have made two uh, finals 
one in 2017 and one they what was it 20 no 20 uh, 2007 and I want to say 2017 when they they lost to the eventual winners of Pittsburgh Penguins right um so was it wait hold on was it the Pittsburgh Penguins or they, was they it the, did, oh yeah, yeah it was it was the they, Penguins I, because the very lost, next year the Capitals and okay yeah correct because the Capitals beat um, Vegas that's right the the city of Ottawa started at GoFundMe or. I guess it's the city of Ottawa. Yeah, it's the city of Ottawa. Um, yeah, it, the Ottawa is actually the capital of Canada. The well, actual capital, so kind of like I'm DC not, in the United States. Well, is. that's but it's Canada, so I'm not sure they have territories. They and have not they, they, they have territories and provinces, <laughs> which is the same thing as states, you know. But okay. Iowa is basically the overarching <laughs> capital of Canada, like Washington D.C. is the capital of the United States. So they they currently I can't remember the name of the arena that they play in, but it's not easily accessible. To the fans, right. yeah, because it's not like the Rogers Center or O2 Arena or something right. like that. The fans started a GoFundMe to put up billboards to that say, "What's the guy's name?" Mulkey. Uh, <laughs> no clue. But it's it's the owner's last name and then the word out right. hashtag. I can't remember his last name. But something out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they raised $10,000 to put up billboards to get him out. Right. Now, Tillman Fertitta has proposed buying the Senators and moving them to Houston. Okay. I think is a good idea. Okay. The seat of Ottawa doesn't want them there anymore. Right. Uh, what you're going to be looking at, though... But okay, go ahead. It, in doing that... There's a small restructure that has to happen. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. This restructuring would have to happen in order for well, that to work. Well, it would it would be simple, right? It would be taking te- uh, the Nashville Predators out of their division and putting the Senate or they, there would be a name change, but putting the Senators into that division and putting the Nashville. Predators into the division that the Senators were in. Okay. It's just swapping. It, it does make a little more sense if you do it that way. Um, right. The way that the, the currently the way that it's scheduled, right, the way that it looks right now is the Senators are in the Atlantic Division, correct. which is consists of Boston, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Florida, uh, Montreal, uh, Buffalo, and Detroit. Correct. And, and Ottawa, if you include Ottawa. Right. Right. So if uh, he was to take away, and then the, the Predators are in the Predators are in the Western Conference, right? With, so you put uh, you you essentially you put the Predators in the, the East. You put the Predators in the East, which makes more sense. Right. Move Ottawa over to Houston, the West. It would be the Houston team now. The Houston team. They would now, be over right. into the West, right? And then with the advent of the Seattle team, that's going to be coming in. They're already in the West. They're already going to be in the West, but they're going to be in the in the Pacific. Uh, division, right. which means you but, would have to bring, uh, because at, currently as it sits right now, well, so the, you have the, L.A., San, you have L.A., San Jose, Anaheim, which are all California teams, Las uh-huh. Vegas, Edmonton, which I don't know why Edmonton would be considered a Pacific, but whatever, Vancouver, yes, and then Calgary, which I think you could possibly put Calgary over there in the central division because Calgary's kind of like right in the middle right. of Canada so you could probably do it that way and then keep Houston there and then once that happens Seattle can blend into the Pacific division right. which would create eight teams at each division it, it, which is what it should be but so with with Seattle getting their um, 
franchise spot. It brings the National Hockey League to 32 teams. Right. Which is the same as... The NFL. The NFL. Right. So now you can structure it. Structure it around a, 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 little, a little more. You're going to have a better structure because it's an even number of teams. Yeah. Whereas this season... It was an odd number of it's teams. It's 31, 31 teams, right. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the Central was the only team that had seven teams in it. Right. right. And that was the Blue, the Avalanche, so, the Stars, the Jets, the Wild Blackhawks. the Blackhawks. Again, that's just rumors. But right. it's something that I felt the need to talk about because, A, I've wanted a Houston uh, hockey team, hockey for, a team for a while. And unless Nashville was going to move the Preds to Houston, you were going to cheer for them regardless. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, the thing, and the thing is, is that you know when you look at the NHL now compared to the NHL who, well, was a couple of years ago, and there are teams that are still, you know, the Boston Bruins are still up there, the Capitals and the Penguins are still up there. The um, let me go back to the Western Conference real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, the Blues came out of nowhere. The Canucks are actually doing better than what they did. The Golden Knights are still in there. Uh, it hurts my heart though because the LA Kings are among the worst in the league now. They have the third worst record in the entire NHL. Um, But what shocks me more is that the Detroit Red Wings have the worst record in the NHL. And that's something I would have never thought would have happened. It's kind of like the fall from grace because they at one point were the best hockey team in the world and now they're slowly disintegrating to the bottom of the of the of the of it, you know, like in New Jersey ain't is ain't as good as they once were. New York Rangers aren't as good as they once were. Uh, yeah, the Flyers haven't been right. good since Jeremy Ronick left. So yeah, I mean the you know. the Preds are even doing terrible this. Oh season. God, the Pre- the Preds are six in the Central, and another team that literally just won the championship a couple of years ago. The Chicago Blackhawks are 25, 24, and eight. That's that, that's not good. <laughs> it's it's no. really not good. Um, I'm just happy that we're actually talking hockey for once because I know that we don't talk hockey a lot. We, I don't know if we no, watch no, no. hockey a lot. I, um, I do. Right. I, st- I watch. I still watch the Kings games even though they – oh, God, they got butchered the other night and it was so horrible to watch. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I still trust Jonathan Quick, still trust uh, uh, Dustin Brown and Justin Williams. I still trust you guys. Kopitar, get healthy, get back in what you need to do. All right. Um, um, we don't have a whole lot of time, so let's switch gears real quick. NFL the, free agency? Uh, nope. I want to save that till last. Okay. But it, we got to do this real quick. Um, the, oh, the MLB changes? Yes. Uh, right. So there have been four categories of rules going into effect into the 2020 season. There, it's the three batter minimum for pitchers. Right. Roster limits, adjustments to the injured list, and option periods for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm going to break that down real quick. Three batter minimum... Says this is a big one. Yeah, because basically what it's saying is if you bring if you bring a relief pitcher in, they must stay in for at least three innings. Is that correct? All pitchers, both starters and relievers, now have to face at least three batters. Oh, three batters. So before not three they come out of the game, so you okay. can't put somebody in for one person and then try the them out only exception. Right is an injury or illness that prevents the pitcher from being able to finish his three bats. Okay, that makes sense. The main effect of this rule will be on specialist relievers who are often used for only one batter to give their team a favorable matchup. For example, a left-handed pitcher who faces only left-handed hitters whom he is most likely to get out. Right. Often nicknamed a loggy. Yeah. Alright. Roster limits. There are Five parts to the new roster limit rule. Okay? Okay. You have a 26-man roster now mm-hmm. instead of 
25, so they've increased that by one. Teams are limited to carrying a maximum of 13 pitchers. Yeah. Smaller rosters in September. MLB is adjusting the size of September rosters to 28 players, including a max of 14 pitchers. Because you got to have a few extra reserves going into the playoffs just in case injuries happen. Right. It says previously when rosters expanded in September, any player on the team's 40-man roster could be added to the MLB club. And while teams usually didn't use all 40, it was common to see 30-plus players. That That is no longer the case. Yeah. Uh, two-way player designation. A two-way player, someone who both hits both or both hits and pitches, is now an official designation. So now, if you bat and pitch, mm-hmm. you are a two-way player. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, but, but okay, but hang on. Then that's on, that's only going to apply to the National League because the American League doesn't ha- the, the American League pitchers don't bat. They use designated hitters. So with the with the American League, uh, would the American League be forced to have their pitchers bat now, or would there be no room for the designated hitter anymore? Because so, if that's the case, guys like Big Poppy wouldn't be playing anymore. David Ortiz would probably be out unless he decides to learn a skill position. Here's the thing: it says if you designate someone as a two way player, they have to stay that way through the entire season. Okay, this is for players like Angels. Uh, Shohei uh, Antai, a starting pitcher and designated hitter, and the Reds' Michael Loren- Lorenzen, Lorenzen, who appears as a reliever and also plays the outfield. So true two-way players essentially hadn't been seen in MLB days since Babe Ruth until Otani arrived from Japan in 2018. Right. Uh, Jake, when he hears this, he's going to yell at me for Butcher and Otani's first name. Yep. But whatever. So, (laughs) players have to meet certain criteria to qualify as a two-way player. In either the current MLB season or the previous one, they have to pitch at least 20 innings in the majors and start at least 20 games as a position player or designated hitter where they hit the... uh, where they bat three or more times. Okay. So, that... Two-way player designation for 2020 allows uh, players who meet the requirements in 2018 to qualify this season. So, Atani, who didn't pitch last year because of Tommy John surgery, but did pitch as a rookie in 18, can still be named a two-way player. Okay. The other is position players pitching. Mm -hmm. Position players are allowed to pitch only if a game goes to extra innings. And if their team is winning or losing by more than six runs. Ah, okay. During normal circumstances, a nine-inning game, only the team's 13 designated pitchers or two-way players are allowed to pitch. Teams who use position players uh, pitching, I'm sorry, teams were using position player pitchers Stupid phone. <laughs> no, it literally jumped back to the top of the article. Yeah, don't you hate it when that happens? Um, it happens to my phone all the time. That's how yeah. I hate it. So, teams were using position player pitchers more than ever before in the past couple of seasons. In 2019, more than 50 different position players pitched in, a, in at least one uh Game generally, so teams could save their pitchers' arms if they felt a game was out of hand. Right. 
So then you have the 27th man, what what used to be the 26th man is now the 27th man, thanks to the new 26th man roster size. Right. Uh, injured, list and op- injured list and option periods. Pitchers and two-way players are returning to a 15-day injured list. That is, once they're placed on uh, injury reserve or IL, yeah. uh, they cannot be reinstated for 15 days. Yeah, it's 15-day DL. Yeah, that's... Right. That's about, I thought that was like... That's standard, I, I thought. That it was. Okay. Then they got away from it. Now it's returning. Okay. So the injured list used to be 15 days for all players. Then it was reduced to 10. Now it's going back up to 15. Which, honestly, that I think that's good because it makes it safer for the players. Like, like we understand you want to get back as soon as possible. When we, the managers and the coaches, we understand that you guys want your players back as soon as possible. However, if he has an injury that we think might need a little bit more time to heal because a lot of these teams want to throw their best players out there immediately as soon as, like, okay, you're healthy, bam, you're out there first game. Right. And it's like, whoa, slow down. Give him a little bit more time to heal because then – as opposed to like a week and a half, now you get a little over two weeks to heal, you know, it, and, and you know, that way it's, you're not slowing down any of the healing process, you know, and you're actually right. helping with the healing process and giving them that extra five days. There's a little more to that though. Okay. So pitchers who are optioned to the minor leagues now have to remain there for 15 days. That makes sense. That makes rather sense. Rather than 10. However, the option period for position players is still. Ten days, right? So, but but being in but being in the minors for fifteen days, does that mean you get like fifteen chances to play? Is it fifteen starts? Do you only get there fifteen days, and maybe you have maybe one or two starts to be able to eh, get back into the groove to get your motions get going that. or anything like that? Yeah, it doesn't get into that. Yeah, I remember. I overthink things. I'm trying right. to you know, because then because then once you get into like now the last the rule, things you know. So. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. It just doesn't. It it's it didn't give you the detail. Okay. Yeah. So the last rule change is challenge time. Right. Managers will now only have 20 seconds to challenge a play, whereas they had 30 seconds before. Right. So, it shortens the amount of time they get to, or that they have to get information about video replays, which might allow them to figure out if they'd win a challenge before they actually challenge the play. Of the changes that were announced on Wednesday, this is the only one that hadn't previously been reported publicly. Right. Yeah, and a lot of the now the challenges would be what like maybe if hey the bait you know he had touched the base before maybe maybe there at, the, at home plate where you can clearly tell that you know the batter or the the runner had his foot on the on the bag before the catcher made the made the you know made the tap to let's you know signal him out or anything like that you know or replay rules on home runs you know what did the home run go inside the the big old white poles before going the, the foul poles and stuff like that, like stuff right. like that would be, I guess, reviewable plays at that point, you know. Because then if they if they do blow it, it's like, yo, hey, well, we when you only need twenty, it don't, I don't think it takes twenty seconds. To say, hey, I challenged that play. Go look at it, you blind some bitch. You right. know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, so now let's switch <clears throat> gears one last time to NFL free agency. Yes, and I'm gonna let you. Well, as of right now, there's what I'm looking at, and I'm looking at NFLTradeRumors.co, and that's basically the up. They they keep it updated every um, every I think every ten days they, they update they update the site, right. um, and I think it was updated about maybe two or three days ago. So, with that, they list in order like the top 100 free agents, and they're not in any numerical order. 
alphabetical order or anything like that. They just say who they think is the best, you know, the best to be picked up and like the top free agents that are out there. So I'm I'm, I'm not going to read all hundred of them. I'm going to go for the so, top ten. Well, well, this was <clears throat> dated five days ago. I'm also on the same page. Okay, so it's five days. I don't know why I said that. Okay, no, no, so, this this list was just updated five days ago. Right. Okay. All right, so at number 10, and we're going to go 10 to 1. Uh, at number 10, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green. Like yes. we, we, were t- we talked about it all year this year, how he was in his free agency mode, and that him being basically stuck in basically first, you know, first, third, you know, round hell because he's stuck in Cincinnati. He needs to go somewhere with a quarterback and a team that's going to be based around kind of like how the way he – AJ Green does not get enough credit for being good because of where he is. Because he used to, he used to fly in his younger days. That's being said, he's 32 years old. He is coming up on, he might be on his last limbs. But I could see him, I can see him going to a, like a like a Pittsburgh, been play off side, play on the other side of a, of a Juju Smith Schuster. I could see I, him I see that that I, maybe I, rejuvenate his career a little bit. I could see him going to Seattle with Russell Wilson. You know, I can see him going to. A plethora of different teams, right. um, and the next one is you go, read the next one because I butchered his last name. Uh, I, can't I, I think it's Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf, Shave, something like that. Yeah. He's a guard and plays for Washington. Twenty-eight. I got a feeling Washington's going to resign him. You know, I think that's the logical thing to do. Then you have uh, Byron <laughs> Jones. He's the cornerback out of Dallas. If they don't re-sign him, they're dumb as hell because they need Byron Jones. He's the best defensive player that they have, or the best the best D back that they have. Uh, then you have. Kansas City's uh, 3-4 defensive end, Chris Jones. I think they're going to re-sign him. He they was a should, big, 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 big part of the championship. Uh, Dallas's wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Let's come back to that because number one is going to tie into it. Right. Uh, number five, uh, Javion Clowney uh, from Seattle. He's only 27. Could he get a big contract coming to it? Like, would he... That's the reason he went to Seattle. He left. That's the whole reason he left Houston and went to Seattle mm-hmm. is because he wanted a big contract. Right. And Houston, they weren't prepared to give it to him yet. Right. They franchise tagged him and wanted him to prove himself. Right. Well, if this was his prove himself year, he didn't prove anything. No. Uh, and maybe no. Bobby Wagner had a better season than he did. You right. Know. Um, that being said, though, I think I mean hell. JJ Watt was injured half of the season and had a better season. I know that's than Nick Clowney. JJ Watt's a beast, though, man. JJ Watt's gonna go down as all time great. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, the next four are quarterbacks. Yes. So let's just round them off. Ryan Tannehill from the Tennessee Titans, Drew Brees from the New Orleans Saints, Tom Brady for the New England Patriots, and Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, correct. This is gonna be. These are the top four quarterbacks that are out there. Now there are other quarterbacks that are out there. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be also a free agent. Well, you Rivers got is a free agent. Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota. There's a whole lot of teams that are, you know, going to be quarterback less. So there's obviously, and then Cam Newton's also going to be a, a free agent as well. So there's a lot of quarterbacks. Right. Out of these four quarterbacks, do you? Okay, let's start from the beginning. Ryan Tannehill. Do you think it would be wise for him to stay in Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Based and on the based on the career based on the, the season that he had, based finding the, his groove. Yes, based on the season he had. He had eight seasons in Miami, never sniffed the playoffs. Right. He has a half a season. Now now mind you, that's one half of a season. Right. Because Marcus Mariota stunk to join up the first couple games. Was uh, it the first did he play ten, did he play did he play eight games or did he Tannehill play? played Tannehill didn't start till week seven. Okay. Yeah. So So he so he so he's got ten games. On it, right. pretty much. 
uh, in that, here's what's crazy. In that span, there was not a quarterback in the NFL better than Ryan Tannehill. Right. He took the Tennessee Titans all the way to the AFC Championship game. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to stop you, but I just got a bleacher report. This is breaking news on Movement Radio. Uh, it's from the, it's from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's General Manager Kevin Colbert. He says Kevin. It says Kevin Colbert does not see Roethlisberger at the end of the road like Eli and Philip Rivers, letting me think. Okay, because Ben Roethlisberger is going into the final year of his contract. Okay, so maybe well, he'll stick yeah, around a little bit longer. Well, so. because there was a rumor going around that the. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins were in negotiations to trade I did Ben Roethlisberger it. to Miami for the fifth overall pick. I did see that. Yes, I did um, see it. But so they, is they Roethlisberger could then take a quarterback? But could Roethlisberger is he healthy enough to sustain? I mean, at that point, because he's getting he's, up there in age. As man. healthy. He's, here's the thing: he is as healthy as Tua. Yeah, that that's a good point because Tua, so, you don't. Really Tua know. has the hip injury. He's had two ankle surgeries. Right. And he's only played college for a year and a half, yeah, right? So, yeah, but he, but, he's, he's, but he's but he's got youth on his side, so he does has he does. But you're with, right. But Roethlisberger does have the experience factor and a right. two time Super Bowl champion. But kind of like how it was when Drew Brees and Dante Culpepper were free agents at the same time. Drew Brees went to the Saints, and he won a championship. Dante Culpepper went to Miami Dolphins. We ain't talking about that. Uh, and then we get Drew Brees. I, I was under the assumption this would be Drew Brees' last year, but now the, the rumors are that he may return for one more, you know, year. Um, so we'll see where that goes. And then Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. That's going to be the big uh, so there, balloon. There have also you know. been there have also been rumors of those two quarterbacks switching teams. Yeah, uh, because of free agency. Now Mike McCarthy has since those rumors came out. He has come out and said, we don't want Tom Brady here in Dallas. I don't think Tom Brady fits our system. And I understand that because Mike McCarthy is, uh, he has a certain way that he coaches and Tom Brady has a certain way he plays. Tom Brady has played that same way for 20 years. He's been in nine Super Bowls, won six Super Bowls. You're probably not going to change the way he plays football. But is that more of is that more of him saying it, or is this Jerry Jones coaching him what to say? Is it because you know Jerry Jones? Nothing happens in that organization without Jerry Jones's approval. That you know true. what I mean. So maybe Jerry Jones. See, from everything that I've gathered, Jerry Jones hasn't really been been a big fan of Dak Prescott, especially in the beginning. And you're putting your faith in Dak Prescott this season. Now he did give him some help with Amari Cooper, and he did, you know. The, you know Zeke's coming up on a, wanting wanting when to get some money too. Now. Nope, nope, you, nope, not nope. anymore. Zeke just got paid. Oh yeah, he did get just be paid, right? Zeke so just Zeke's, got paid. If Zeke's getting paid, then are you gonna do you take the risk on Dak Prescott or do you take the risk on Tom Brady? Because it's it's pretty clear Tom Brady doesn't want to play with Bill Belichick anymore. At least from all the things that we heard. Here's the thing: is that Brady and Belichick want to prove that they can win without each other. You're right. Here's you know? the thing: I free agent or not. I don't see Tom Brady playing anywhere other than New England. Any o- anywhere other than New England, I think at at this stage in Tom Brady's career, he's more worried about his legacy than ever before. But he doesn't need to be worried about his legacy. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Tom okay. Brady because he's a, he's a, he's a New England okay. Patriot. But you know. but do you, as the best to have ever done it, okay. arguably, do you go out on top or do you go to a faltering team? 
and have a terrible season as your last season. So basically, do you want Joe Montana or do you want John Elway? Correct. Because Joe Montana ended up going to Kansas City and that shit didn't pan out. Right. Brett Favre ended up going to the Jets and the Vikings. And that could have worked out with the Vikings, but Bounty Gate. That's right. all I'll say. Um, so before we wrap it up, let me ask you one quick question. If the Dallas Cowboys decide to stay with Dak, do you pay him or do you hit him with the franchise tag? Um, I think you franchise tag Dak, pay Amari. Yeah, I agree. Because Amari would need would need to have that, you know, insurance to want to stay. Because if not, I mean, I don't see him going back to Oakland. No, he's not going back to Oakland. But you franchise Dak, mm-hmm. and, and I say you franchise Dak because he wants way too much money. Yeah. And he, he wants 37 mil a year. And You went 8-8 eight and eight as a quarterback. You've no. got to, You've got Come, look, let me go ahead and pay our number one receiver. You come out next season, we'll, we'll hit you with the franchise tag. You right. come out next season, you make, you get us to the playoffs, I'll pay you. Right, and I think that should, be, then, that should be the mentality. And the thing about it is, with this upcoming draft, people don't talk about this enough. And we heard, I think we heard, I think it was Todd McShay that I heard this from. This draft is so wide receiver heavy. You can get help for Dak Prescott. You know, That's right. You, you, from the first round to almost the end of the third, there are wide receivers that you can use and you can immediately put them in the starting lineup and they're going to produce for you. And now we have to remember, some of those players may choose to go to the XFL. I think the ones that don't get drafted will definitely, you know, check out the XFL. But if you get, like I said before. Even if you get drafted, you don't have to sign that contract. Yeah. You, you don't have to. You're right. And there's, you, the, you, there's the, right. the kicker you, you, this you, year. You don't have to. No. There's the kicker this year. Right. You can be drafted and not play for the team that you're drafted for. Or even the league that you're drafted into. You got a point there. We have to keep that in mind this season. Right. But <clears throat> kind of like what it is, like most if you ask most of the players coming out of college what league they want to play for, obviously they want to play for the NFL for the simple fact that you're going to get paid more money in the NFL if you produce. You're not going to get paid as much in the XFL. You're right. what I'm saying? You're right. And now if they do it just a, for the love of the game it, and you want to be journeyman and stuff, okay, maybe the XFL would be better suited for you. It could be you. a good jumping off point. We can it just could say be that. a good jumping off point. You're right. Now, so, I'm not disagreeing with that at all, but it would be a good one. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for us today. Um, we'll try again better next week. My name is Talon Williams. This is your, Oh, wait, wait. No, we got to do it again. Bo, go ahead and take us home. Man, you... I jumped the gun. Jumping the gun or jumping the broom or whatever it's called. Ladies and gentlemen. Before we go there, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I know this is sports and I apologize, but y'all stop trying to balance your brooms. Your brooms don't balance by themselves. Actually, they do. I'm not going there with you. No. (laughs) If it's the ones with the regular. I didn't think it could happen, but I've seen it. And it's just, it's the way the earth is tilted at the moment. Because it's on it, an axis or something yeah, like that. It'll, oh. it'll actually do it. I was a skeptic. It, okay. it works. All right. All right. So, if, you, if you tried it, I, I'll trust you. I'll go home and try it myself. Right with away, that being so. said, please do not leave without a, leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Click that bell for notifications. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And, and this, this is Movement, Movement Radio. Radio.